Well, hello, and thank you for joining us on today's episode of Plumbing Marketing Profits, the podcast where we interview leading plumbing and HVAC business owners from across the United States and internationally. Today, we're honored to have Mark Larkin of Larkin Plumbing out of the Las Vegas market on the line with us today. He's going to be sharing some great insights with us. I actually met Mark at a QSC meeting. I was sitting in one of the, the roundtable sharing meetings, and he just had so many brilliant ideas about marketing and how he grew his business. I thought it would be a great a great person to have on, on the podcast. So, Mark, thanks for joining us. Uh, thank you. So, you know, I'd like to start just by getting a little bit of an idea. I know that you're in Las Vegas and you run a, a world-class organization, but, um, you know, tell us a little bit about the business, how long you've been around, approximate revenues, numbers of trucks, um, you know, that type of stuff. We have been uh, part of the plumbing business here in Las Vegas since 1936. We started uh, putting homes in in 1936 and doing some utility uh, line work, drain work, uh, in the streets and uh, in some of the farms that were around here. We... uh, had something to do with every major hotel up until 1970. And then we got out of the new construction and service business to stay only in the service. Uh, we started yeah. our service side in 1951, but uh, and we did both service and new construction up until 70, and then we we got out of it entirely. And then... Okay. And, uh, just went to the service. We do, uh, uh, years ago we did heating as far as hydronic heating, and uh, but we mostly do plumbing. We still do some hydronic heating. Uh, some of the hotels still have us do their hydronic heat, and uh, there is very little residential hydronic heat in Las Vegas because of the weather, but uh, we do a little bit of that, but uh, there isn't two or three or four homes in the whole valley that that use the hydronic heating, but we we do it and we offer it. Uh, We do not do air conditioning, but uh, we used to, but we sold that part of the business off. But uh, um, our service is uh, we do, our motto is we do anything from an eighth-inch line to an ice maker to an eight-inch line out in a mobile home park. And so uh, we do just about anything that we can uh, on it. The uh, Our men are uh, trained specifically to do service work. It's one of the marketing ploys that we show that we try to express to the customer. I don't hire the new construction, uh, you know, tobacco-chewing kind of a guy. Uh, mm-hmm. We put men in uniforms back in the 60s and uh, – told them they had to wear the uniform the way we wanted them worn, and uh, we put them in in individual trucks. We run, uh, we have 19 employ- 19 service techs, and okay. that will be, most will be uh, uh, what we call a multi-purpose man. That is someone that does both plumbing and drain cleaning. We have okay. some that do only plumbing service and some that do only drain cleaning but uh, we run three shifts so we're 24 hours a day we uh, 
we'll do uh, uh, roughly about six to seven calls between 11 o'clock at night and six in the morning. And, wow. Uh, so the little, literally been, after hours calls. Yes. Yeah. After our after hours calls are just like a regular call. We charge all the same price and it's just, we don't have any emergency price uh, or emergency call. Our uh, office is manned up until 10 o'clock at night and then it goes to an, a, uh, a, uh, answering service. And our answering service can communicate straight with our men. But we we have uh, we have four men that are on call from ten o'clock at night until seven in the morning. And, okay. Uh, the uh, then we have other men that come in at eleven o'clock in the morning and work right up through uh, to seven or eight nine o'clock. And we have. Uh, other men that come in at seven o'clock, and we try to get them at home sometimes around four or five. It depends on how the calls are going. Sometimes they work later, but uh, sure. this is how we are able to offer a twenty-four hour business in a twenty-four hour town. It is not at all un- uncommon for us to have somebody call up at midnight or one o'clock in the morning and need their washing machine drained. <laughs> Just even if even simplified stuff that they just want it done at night in the middle of the night. Well, yes, because see, if they work swing shift, they get off at midnight, and so right. their their one o'clock in the morning is like another guy's, you know, five. Ten a.m. Yeah, yeah, and and oh, that. Yeah. So uh, you have to be available then. We made that decision back uh, when we went into full time service work back in the seventy or in nineteen seventy, and we haven't changed uh, from it yeah. and six to seven more, calls a, in the midnight hours well. yeah what's more uh, it really wasn't as big a hassle as what we had as what we thought we were going to have because uh there's a lot of plumbers that uh you know what they're not that early morning kind of guy they they don't mind working at uh you know uh, they don't mind coming to work at nine o'clock at night uh, they don't right. mind coming to work at uh, at 11 o'clock in the morning. They don't, they like sleeping in, and and that we pay the guy that's going to do the after hours calls. We pay him a little bit more, but not per job, but just overall. So uh, give him a little bit of an incentive, you know, to do it. Sure. But uh, we um, we have the man uh, check. We check the man out with uh, his truck. He drives his own truck or he drives that truck that we assign him to we don't have him trade trucks because his truck uh you know isn't or we don't have another guy that comes on and uses his truck or anything like that so we have a strict inventory control we don't Mm -hmm. have the uh, uh man come in get his own parts we have our own service people we have a uh, a sales area in front, a retail sales area that we specialize in service. Sorts. Yes, we have a showroom. It's on our website, and uh, but it's a showroom that deals in parts. I mean, I'm not interested in competing with Home Depot on their Kohler, you know, uh, two bowl sink in that. Sure. But uh, we found a little niche for us that uh, you know, if, if the guy wants a the ball cock for a Kohler Rochelle toilet that's been out of 
use for you know 20 years we've got it in that and uh so it it is something that has helped us quite a bit and uh it, it adds to our bottom line you've got to charge you know for it. we have items in our store that have been there since i was a kid and that huh. was 40 years never, ago. never sold <laughs> never sold we have some old crane stems that are We've changed the packages two or three times because they've gone yellow on us. But uh, you know what? One of these days we're going to. But uh, that that crane stem is going to cost a hundred bucks by the time it gets that put in. That's, right. That's, that's the way it is. Uh, but we serve only the Las Vegas Valley. We have chosen not to go over the mountain to uh, the neighboring um, cities around. Okay. In the service business. We didn't want to go. Up over the mountains to the other business, other places, and that we thought we would just stay here and and uh, pinpoint our usage here in the valley. But, okay. Uh, Maximize uh, your, your labor uh, labor utilization, right, in in the Las Vegas area. Well, that's it. And then, uh, you know, what's more, you'll put more wear and tear on that truck going up over out of the valley into the next valley than. You know, in just one trip, then you will in the next 5,000 miles here in town. And we just didn't feel it was necessary to go over there, so we haven't. So some okay. of our competitors do, but you know, it's that's just a business decision that we decided that we weren't uh, that we weren't going to do. And then, okay. Um, the uh, our business is. Uh, well, we do probably 80% plumbing and about 20% um, drain work, uh, sewer work. We've uh, we've never been the cheapest plumber in town. We've been the, among the highest, if not the highest, plumber in town, uh, charging plumber in town. So uh, people, you know, there are people out there that want to do want good men to come into their house. And to do their plumbing work and get out of there, and uh, pay, they pay, they're willing to pay a premium for good service yes. and for quality. Yes. Now, not everyone. Uh, <laughs> right. Not everyone is, but uh, uh, I decided a long time ago I wasn't interested in doing everybody's plumbing. So, mm-hmm. uh, in order to do everybody's plumbing, or in, or in order to have you know, fifty trucks, I was going to have to. To either lower my rates or my expectations or whatnot, I decided not to do that. So, uh, and it's proven to be a good, proven to be a good decision. Um, Excellent. We uh, we do seven days a week. Uh, we have dispatchers. We have one dispatcher here on a Sunday, and uh, you know we'll we'll do thirty calls on a Sunday, and. Uh, We'll do 65, 70 calls on a Saturday. So wow. our Saturdays and Sundays have been very good, and that is really lucrative. It's a lucrative time period for you, the weekends, huh? It, it is. We'll do. We'll put in uh, twice as many water heaters on a Saturday and a Sunday as we will uh, during the week, as we will on any particular day during the week. Wow. Because I, I, I think because they. You know, there's not as many people doing it on a Saturday and a Sunday. 
But, uh, it's hard to find another plumbing company that's willing to come out yeah, on Saturday or Sunday and do that. Sure. And since, since you guys sure. have the, the people available and you're able to do it, it turns into a, a big opportunity for you. Yes. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, no, I was just going to say that uh, uh, we really have we've run our guys. Uh, we do a six-day work week here, mm-hmm. and then we allow guys um, long weekends off. So, you know, they'll have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday off. Oh, wow. And it okay, works so six days on, four days off. Well, not not always, not always. Okay. It's uh, that they get a long weekend off, about uh, two every five weeks. So okay. they get a regular weekend off, but they get a long weekend off about every two out of five weeks. Is how we is how it works. Keeps them refreshed. Uh, keeps them motivated. Oh yeah, and what's more, um, I've found that you know most plumbers are working guys. I mean, if if you give them three days off, they'll spend, they'll do whatever they have to do for that one day, and then spend the other two days watching television, and or just sitting on the couch. I mean, they're they're uh-huh. used to working, and they feel kind of out of place, sitting around doing nothing. And uh, so, uh, we allow our guys to come in when their days are off, and uh, to try to pick up on some time if they want, whatever they you know want to do. We we try to be as Flexible as we can, but uh, realizing that we can't be totally flexible, and we have to hire the guy that's able to to uh, you know stick around at night until the job's done. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know, at two o'clock they don't just go home. That's that's not our line of work. There's still there's still work to do, right? Yeah, if there's still so, work to do, we we do it. Our our uh, our policy is that we we want to take care of a, a drain call within the hour and a plumbing call within two hours of when it's called in. That's our nice policy. Wow. And so it looks we're, like we're you're starting. I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. I apologize. Go ahead. No, that's, that's, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So it looks like you've been you've been around since 1936, focused mostly on new construction during that time and, and in the the build phase there in Las Vegas. Then towards the 1950s, you guys started doing the residential service side and moved exclusively to residential service around 1970. Um, you know, now you're running 13 techs, shifts a day, seven days a week. Um, I mean, if you're comfortable, what approximately what revenue are you guys at currently versus where you were, you know, in the 1970s when you started the residential side of the business? Uh, well, we had two techs. We had two servicemen in 1970. And uh, one one of them was me, that was <laughs> that did the drain work, and I was just fresh out okay. of high school. So wow. uh, it was uh, we had one guy that was totally service, and another guy that was both plumbing and air conditioning. That's when we did the air conditioning, and then uh-huh. I did the sewers. But uh, so you know there wasn't too much, and what's more, when I started, we were charging I think. We were charging six dollars and ninety five six ninety nine an hour. Oh my goodness! And so, it was, and then we jumped it to eleven ninety nine, and we were there for a little bit. But that uh, was quite a quite a difference than sure. what we uh, than what it is uh, now. We we uh, run oh 
between about seven and eight million dollars a year now. Wow, is what we do. That's amazing. We, uh, it's quite a rise. Vegas from was just two guys. Yeah, when in Vegas the was really hustling. Mm-hmm. When Vegas was really hustling back in the you know two thousand six, seven, five, and eight, first part of eight, and everything. When Vegas was really kicking, and that uh, uh, we had built ourselves to you know almost forty men about 35, 36 techs. Wow. But then when the economy took a dive, Vegas was hit real bad. Mm-hmm. And, sure. And uh, every uh, out-of-work union plumber that was building all the hotels, it was, all of a sudden became and started installing water water heaters. <laughs> and so wow. uh, it, it, hit, it hit everybody, even the service guys, quite a bit. But... Uh, uh, we so the kind of work did you know since then I guess to to downsize and maintain profitability in a way that still made sense to serve your market. Oh, absolutely. And uh, what I was taught by my father, you know, years ago, you ratchet up and you ratchet back down, and so mm-hmm. uh, and that's exactly what we did. Um, you know, the, the, and the guys that were trying to hang on to what they had before. They just got swallowed up because it was, went down it with the ship, there. right? Sort of speak. Yeah, it just, yeah. it just plain, you know, was not there, and and that, and uh, I mean, when when the city center got city center is a bunch of hotels, when that got built out, and that they laid off 605 plumbers with no place to go, and there was not another project made. But I had 605 competitors on Tuesday morning that I did not have on Monday afternoon. Wow. So it just it decimated an awful lot of uh, a lot of plumbing companies. An awful lot. Because nobody had any place to go. Which is unusual for Las Vegas. Yeah. Well I guess the the good news is, I mean you're back to solid footing, you get nineteen trucks running three shifts a day, you're doing about seven to eight million per year in revenues. Let's start talking about the marketing strategy in this economy. So obviously things have changed from the 1950s to the 1980s to, you know, where we sit today. And, you know, when I look at marketing strategy, and I always touch on this during these, these interviews, is I really feel like marketing comes down to three core things. Your, your market, so who you're going to sell to, what your target market is. Your, your message, what you're telling those people that you do and really differentiating yourself so you're different in your consumers' minds. And then the media, and the media being, you know, all of the things you do to get that message to the market. So yellow pages and pay-per-click advertising and banner ads and, you know, all of the different things that go into that. So let's start, if you don't mind, you know, just let's talk a little bit about your your target market. And you touched on this a little bit and that you decided early on you weren't going to sell to everybody. So how would you define your target market there in in the Las Vegas area? Our market is the homeowner okay. that is between 42 and about 72. Okay. The um, that is uh, who has a household income of uh, 78,000 okay. and above. All right. The uh, that's our that's our market. And that's, that's your that's your want. your niche. Yes, that's where we want to go after, and that and okay. I think every plumbing company, 
you know, well, should have their own area that they want to, ex, you know, to go into. I, I have uh, good friends that have been in the plumbing business, you know, and they have one truck or two trucks, and that's all they want to be, and they want to go after the, you know, the, the low budget guy, and you know what, he's happy, and so I say, as long as you're happy with what you're doing, go for it. And, right, and that, but I think every every plumbing company needs to know what they what they want, and we've taken a sure. good look at the area and the locale around Vegas of where we want to uh, want our trucks to go. We have a program that, uh, and I did it when I was just a kid. Uh, I would put pins in a map, great big about a eight foot by eight foot map and I'd put pins in it of where we did our jobs and one a yellow pin would be a plumbing uh, job and a red pin would be a drain job and a blue pin okay. was a air conditioning job and okay. uh, we would see where we did the work in Las Vegas and we could tell where we were doing the work by they were the more upscale places the, where the, there are more homes, not as many apartments, uh-huh. and uh, different things like this. So I, I think everybody needs to everybody needs to do that, and that's that's who we want to to go for. Now, how we get there, we have tried. Uh, we have done billboard. Uh, billboards have been let's, let's, good let's for go, us. Let's go to that. Let's go to that part oh. in a second. So okay. that, I mean, that's fantastic. You guys have a really well defined target market. Um, and it, you know it's the higher end, obviously, like you talked about, yeah. ages 42 plus. You're not dealing with with you know, the younger crowd. Um, before we go into the billboards and the other things and how we reach them, let's talk a little bit about the message. And I browsed around your website, so I know you guys have some really unique messaging that resonates with that with that audience. That's 42 to 72, 78k. Um, what would you? I guess how are you guys positioning yourself with your uh, USP and some of these other things? To, you know, to to resonate with that target audience. Well, we want we try to um, identify with the that to the customer that we hire. You know, um, men that'll show up at their door in a uniform. Mm-hmm. Everything that we have, everybody that works for us has a uniform. Even the guys who go out and dig the ditches, they have a uniform. Um, we identify that our trucks are all the same, uh, has the same lettering in it, and we tell the customer when we go to the customer's home that the man will have a, uh, will drive up in a Larkin Plumbing truck. Our color mm-hmm. is yellow. Um, each one of our techs, field techs, has a little badge that, uh, you know, they can clip onto their lapel or their collar or pocket, telling them who they are, and uh, also tells them how long they've been with the company. I have a little picture of them. Uh, customers like that. We also uh, identify that the uh, plumber is trained in um, with uh, or for service work. And, and that, and I'm a firm believer. You know, I've had guys come in here; they could do plumbing in, uh, you know, a Type A or Class A building, 200 stories tall, 
and do an excellent job. But you know what? They'd be not very good at Mrs. Jones' house. So right. We want we want the the plumber that's willing to take good care of her home, that uh, is is uh, going to treat their home better than their own home, and will clean up after them. We try to mm-hmm. instill that uh, we do those training meetings. We have a training center that we built. Uh, we took one of our buildings, big warehouse, and split it in half, and, or split it in two levels. The top level is our training area, and uh, we have training meetings every every week. And we try nice. to tell the customer that you know that they're trained specifically to do service work. Yep. And uh, we we want them to uh, we want them to do that. And, and obviously part of your message is that that true 24-hour service, too, that yes, that's a unique selling yes, and, and it is really 24-hour service. We'll, we'll come out and do it no matter what, uh, what the customer thinks is an emergency and what the plumber thinks is an emergency. Sometimes it's two different things, but not with us. We'll come out and do it happy and come out and do it with no problem, you know, at all. Yeah. And that, and that's you know that's that's really strong positioning, and if, if anybody on this on this podcast, if you go to LarkinPlumbingServices.com, dot com, you'll see that you've really got great photos of the entire team that paint this scope of your operation. So you've got the Larkin Plumbing truck and all of the guys stacked up, and it, I think it really helps you resonate with that that audience at forty two to seventy two, because they see it's a real company that's obviously been around. And there's some real expertise behind what you guys bring to the table. Well, th- that's it. And, uh, you know, we guarantee everything that we touch. We have a uh, – I want the customer to realize that we're not going, you know, out of town that afternoon. You know, your warranty <laughs> leaves in the pickup truck. You know, that's not the case. Uh, we've been here for a long time. We're happy to come back out and fix what was not fixed before. And that I, you know, I don't want to tell that we'd never have a, a recall or anything, but uh, uh, every plumber knows that, uh, that they're not going to take care of every job the way they wanted it done. They're going to have to go out, and uh, customers, you know, they don't want to have to hassle with the company to have them come on out. We will, we'll come on out, take care of it, and uh, won't charge them again. If it has anything to do with what we did, we don't charge them again. And uh, if it doesn't have anything to do with it, we'll talk to them but, uh, and try to sell them into what needs to be done. But uh, I hold my guys, you know, accountable. I see to it that they – I don't want them to take advantage of anybody, to be right. really honest with you. We've been here for 75 years. I want to be here for another 75 years. I won't be. Yeah. I want to be. In the company. Probably the company won't, won't be. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish I was, but it ain't going to happen. I think that, that messaging, you know, everything you talked about and, and the, the fact that it's an established company with all of the right certifications, all of the right training, is how you're able to consistently get business from this target market that you've so well defined. Um, and so well, now that we've that, talked about yeah. – I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, that, that's absolutely true because uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, you know, they, they don't want to – they want to get hassled once, and uh, I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. You know, they're going to spend 
say if they spend fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars on a new water heater with us, you know, they're it's not like going out and buying a new car and showing the neighborhood that they got a new car. They're gonna they're right. not gonna have anything today that they didn't have yesterday and it's gonna cost them fifteen hundred dollars or eighteen hundred dollars uh-huh. or whatever it costs. Twelve hundred dollars. And so it's uh you know, you have to do the you have to make sure that they realize that uh that we're looking out for them the the best that they can. Right. Yeah. So now we can we can look at, at at the at the media. And so a lot of people just wanna when we talk about this podcast and we talk about marketing, people wanna say, Okay, so what about the billboards and what about the you know, the direct mail? But I always like to make sure that we start with a well defined target market. We have a unique selling proposition that resonates with target market and now our marketing can be more effective, whether it's the website or the direct mail piece. Um, or, or even the yellow page ad, because you can take that message and make sure that it resonates with the with the target market. So, tell us a little bit about your your marketing mix, and you know specifically what what it is that's working in today's economy that is helping you keep the phone ringing. Uh, well, we have we have we have the uh, number one and two spot, and three and four in the yellow pages. Okay. <laughs> Number one, two, three, and four. Yes, uh, in, the, okay. in the yellow pages, uh, they do tr- double trucks, so we have both sides of, of the first two pages. They call that one, nice. two, and three, and four. Uh, okay. The yellow pages has done very well for us. Has been in the past. It, it's it's expensive. It has always been expensive. Um, however, um, it is. And we used to get a lot of our calls. We used to get like 96% of our calls through the, through the Yellow Pages. So we were wow. quite heavy in it. But uh, sure. over the last three years, the Internet has just ballooned, and now it's about dead even. In fact, okay. uh, the Internet is just a little bit more than the uh, than the Yellow Pages now. The, okay. Uh, but the Yellow Pages is still hung on very well for us might be because uh we've been here for so long the older people might mm-hmm. be you know more accustomed to the yellow pages i don't know but i'm not going to buck the trend i mean you know that's, no, yeah, that's and, 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 simple and, the, the way it is and then the way and the way it is in las vegas and and that stuff so uh, and your target market your target market that 47 to 72 is more apt to continue using the yellow pages and well they will be for a while yeah, if you didn't have that, that'd be fifty percent of your revenue or fifty percent of your calls not coming in. So it just goes to oh, absolutely. It. Yeah, there's absolutely. something to absolutely. You know, I, uh, still being in it. Yeah, I, I hate like hell to write the uh, you know write that check out every month, but uh, hey, it, it's it's producing calls, so yeah. I do, and and you know I uh, I think evil thoughts toward the yellow page guy but then i still <laughs> pay him because it because it right. does produce but uh yeah. it has produced less and less and i've been able to negotiate with them the yellow page guys are not they're not stupid and they're trying to push you know if anybody's been talking with them over the years they realize that they're pushing them into the internet as fast as they can and uh-huh. they can see the writing on the wall, you know, myself. But uh, 
Uh, and we're we're doing more of the uh, of the internet. We've done uh, the CEO. We've done the the organics. We've tried. We've done with the uh, paper clicks. I think that uh, the organics is cost effective more than the paper clicks. Myself, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, we've done uh, very good with them with the with the internet. Um, I tell you, one of the things that the internet does has done proven to us very well is the homeowner in uh, Washington D.C. that has a home here in Las Vegas, where it's easier to get them. They're easier to uh, to get a hold of us. In that we do, okay. we have done a lot more out of town owners than we've done. All right, done that's in interesting. And sure. so, uh, yeah, so they can uh, uh, get a hold of us easier, I think, through our internet web web page. But mo- but most of the people here will get our number from the internet telephone number and call us. The uh, we still only do about three calls a week through the internet only. Okay. Uh, you know, we have, you know, the the person is able to go into the internet and write down their their address and all that stuff and give it. Oh, you're saying through the online web submission? Yeah, through the online, yes, web page, yes. We, we, okay. Most of the time, or that that's only three, four, I think one of the best weeks we ever had, I think we had six. But I think they're mostly between three and four, maybe five of them a week, mm-hmm. whereas most of them will give us a call and talk to somebody. They still want to talk to somebody. So Absolutely. So they find you uh, online, then they pick up the phone, they yeah. call that number, and so that's where the the activity from the Internet is yes. generated. Yes, that, that's where that's what it's done for us in that. So uh, – and they 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 like seeing it on the internet. They they do like seeing what I've found and the feedback that I've got is that they do like seeing that there is a business and a real right. brick and mortar business behind this internet mm-hmm. page. I think uh, yeah. I think uh, homeowners are they're very distrusted, you know, untrusted or distrusted of the contractor who doesn't have a real business. You know, he mm-hmm. does his work out of the back of his pickup truck. They don't like right. that. They still like seeing a picture of the of the, of the business, and uh, I think that's one of the advantages of the internet. At least it has been. I've had very good feedback, uh, you know, from that. The mm-hmm. uh, the internet, uh, as far as uh, you know, cost per lead is quite a bit less than the yellow pages. Um, in that, but uh, it's like I say, it is what it is. You know, you got to pay what what, what you got to pay for uh, right. for it. I would, I certainly would not have wanted to have listened to the people. You know, just five years ago, that said get out of the yellow pages entirely and dump everything. You'd be hurting. Yeah, you, you you wouldn't have the same revenue that you no. have if you no, did you, that. You, you just wouldn't. And so, and all it means is that, you know, rather than costing the guy a hundred dollars a month it's going to cost him two hundred dollars a month until the old pages goes away altogether whatever right but anyway yeah uh, we have tried the we have tried the direct mailing and uh, okay. uh have 
not had as good a success with the direct mailing, but we did the direct yeah. mailing at the same time as we did um, a few billboards and mm-hmm. uh, radio. Uh, radio has been very good for us. The okay. uh, billboards was was quite did very good for us at the same time as we did radio. We did both. Okay, so in combination. Yeah. Kind of saturating the market where they see you on the billboard, they hear your radio ad, they see you on the first page of the yellow pages, they see you at the top of the search engine results. So I'm sure all of that plays together very nicely. It it works very well um, on it, very very well. So uh, yeah. and maybe if I wanted to do the direct mailing, I would try it again. But we we only did uh, what did we do? We did like four four mailings over a two-year period, and uh, I don't think we did very well on those. I was not convinced that, you know, and then who knows. That it generated a real... Maybe another time we might do it. Yeah, who knows. Right. Whenever we we could do it. We keep track of our uh, old customers and our new customers, and we realize, and everybody needs to realize, that they're only a new customer once. So Mm -hmm. uh, we... We keep track of our old and new customers. Uh, we do about twenty, about twenty-two to twenty-four percent every month of new customers. Okay. Um, so you know you got to go out and you got to find them somewhere, and they're either looking in the yellow pages or see your truck running around the street. And uh, and that's a having that truck running around the running around the street is a very is another part of our marketing, and, and that. yeah, and the, billboards, uh, the billboards on wheels. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, I mean, I I furnish a pickup truck to uh, four of my office people. They don't, you know, they don't just use so it. they can drive and get you that extra yeah. signage. Well, that's right. it because you know they're going out into the new areas of homes. I one day yeah. I came to work and I was looking at uh, where. Uh, three of our people were and they're in the whole north end of Las Vegas and I'm thinking to myself hell we don't have any trucks out there because none of our plumbers live out there and Mm -hmm. so I got thinking well our office people has them or live out there and it's a brand new not a brand new area excuse me but uh, a fairly new area and I said let's put them out and let's buy the truck and so I bought them a you know a used pickup truck and uh let them take it home, and nice. I think I think it does something good. And you know what? What what does it cost? You're into a fifteen thousand dollars, ten fifteen thousand dollars, right? And they can go back and forth home, and and what's more, you know, you can offset it against their wage. <laughs> you don't yeah. give them a raise for. <laughs> yeah, well, for we're paying for the next five years. for you, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and so you know it's it's a it's a double win at least I think so I don't pay for his yeah. gas he pays his own gas but I pay for his insurance and the vehicle and uh, let him go out but it's in a new area of town and uh, it's where we we want to be I've I've found that uh, we get into an area approximately eight to nine years after the area is built and, okay and that so. Hmm. Because it takes a while for the plumbing to start to break down. Yeah, that's absolutely right, and it doesn't. It makes no sense to me to go out to a brand new house and uh, to do service plumbing. 
I mean, I might sell mm-hmm. water softener. We have a water softener. We have an arm that sells water softeners and water, you know, treatment and that. But uh, uh, for but for the service guy, he usually doesn't get out into a bunch of homes until they're uh, about eight years old. At least that's what we found. Okay. So we, we so talked to... about yellow pages, internet, a little bit on direct mail that didn't work great. Are you still active with billboards and radio, or are those kind of go in and out based on season? But, yes, that, that based on season. We'll do a we'll do the billboards about uh, three years ago. We're going to wait for another year and a half to do billboards again okay. and radio again, um, and then uh, we'll do it. We, we've done it about every five years, four or five years. For the okay. last little while, so you'll and, and build up the brand recognition, yes. and then let it let it fade out for a little bit, and then bring it back to the just to build up that brand recognition again um, as the oh, new yeah. new movers are back in town. Well, you you, you need to, um, you know, and the economy and the cost involved, you know, makes a huge reason why you can't do it all the time. Oh and, yeah. And that. But uh, um, TV, we tried TV only once, and it was years okay. ago. And uh, and the TV just has not caught on what I wanted to, to do it okay. for. So uh, we have yeah. not done TV. So outside of these specific lead generation strategies, do you guys do any, I guess, do you have networking that you do in the Chamber of Commerce or BNI or anything like that, or do you focus mainly on these these strategies that we've talked about? Uh, we don't do much networking through Chamber of okay. Commerce. Uh, better business. We are members of the Chamber of Commerce. We're one of the founding mm-hmm. members of the Chamber of Commerce and the Better Business Bureau, uh, Rotary Clubs, different things like this. We've never really gotten too terribly involved. Uh, with those, the uh, I think our dollar advertising dollar is spent better um, than going than becoming you know trying to do networking with, uh, with yeah face to face very low low leverage. Um, do you guys get involved in the home shows at all in that area, or have you found that to be uh, we have a time but time waste, uh, time waste quite yeah. frankly. Okay. That, uh, if we were, you know, you have an awful lot of shoppers, but they're they're the people that want to do it themselves. And quite frankly, the guy that wants to do it themselves, he's not my he's not my customer. So true. We right. I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not interested. I priced myself away from those guys thirty years ago. So not your not your target market. No, they're well, then, no, I guess they're they're not. Looking at the at the internet side of the equation, you talk about organic. You talked about pay per click. Do you guys do any of the lead buy services like Home Advisor or E Local Plumber or any of those where you pay on a per lead basis? No, we don't. Okay. So We've and then it sounds involved. like the majority the majority of it then do, does come from the organic uh, organic placement and some of the pay per click advertising that you do. Yes. Yes, we have never we uh, we've never gotten involved with uh, Angie's List, okay. and uh, you know I 
you know, you can you can live by Angie's List and you can die by Angie's List. And yeah. uh, I just didn't need it at the time. And uh, not only that, you know, the one salesman, sales lady here, she is the pushiest woman I'd ever seen in my <laughs> life. And just rubbed me the wrong wow. way from after two minutes of talking with her. And I dealt with her for like <laughs> three years <laughs> and uh, dealt with her as little as I could. She just... I, I, it, that might have just been a personality conflict. I don't know, but yeah, but we we have we haven't gone that way. Okay, excellent. But I mean, it sounds like a really a really interesting marketing mix, um, and a well well balanced with the. It sounds like the the predominant two being the the yellow pages and the internet. I yes, that is uh, for us. Okay, um, and I think the yellow pages has hung on so well because we were in the first few yellow pages. I mean, if yeah. if you're in the eighth yellow page, if you're in the eighth, eighth or ninth page of yellow pages, I wouldn't even be there. So, right. Uh, yeah, I think it was you that sat it at the round table, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I think this, you said either go big or, or don't play. Um, so like you're saying, if you're, not, if you're not that big first or second guy, there's no sense being the little – you know the little no. ad page five or seven. No, yeah, that's that's true. We just a few years ago, you know, we were in the we were the front, and then we had a, an ad. We bought a company that had an ad, and they were like the ninth out of thirteen pages or something like this. They were like mm-hmm. the ninth ad, so uh, you know we we were uh, we were uh, the ninth ad got like. Less than one percent of the number of calls wow. of the first ad, and yet we were wow, paying. We were paying within one hundred and fifty dollars of the first ad. And, Is uh, that right? Oh yeah, and, and hell, that first ad was. <laughs> I hate to tell you how much that first ad cost, but it was yeah. several thousand dollars, and so uh, wow, it it just wasn't it just wasn't worth it. You know, to me, I I wouldn't have. I wouldn't be the the tail end. Well, that's I mean that's an eye opening stat because you know a lot of people say yellow pages is working and some people are saying yellow pages dead and so that stat just goes to tell you if if you're if you're playing the yellow pages a big game but you're eight pages or nine pages deep even if you're still a double truck at you're going to be missing ninety percent of the opportunity and so it might oh, absolutely for you yeah that's uh, I I, I believe yeah I believe that I. I think the guy that uh, is the ninth place, he's better off putting his money in the yellow page or in the uh, on the you know internet or taking the money and putting it into uh, billboard or uh, whatever uh, radio yeah. or something like this. That's that's what I would do. Sure. But, uh, in in that, but uh, only because I've seen both, and one is a lot better than the other. So. I I have an opinion. My opinion, I think, that you're any farther back than four pages, you're you're whistling Dixie. So right. as far as getting a a, a good return on your investment, mm-hmm. and that that's like being on the second and third page of the internet. You know, you're right. Defeats the purpose. Exactly. Yeah. No, you're just taking up. You're t- you're taking up electrons. That's what I tell my men. <laughs> All you're doing is keeping is taking up electrons. <laughs> so yeah. uh, you, you're you're just not doing it. 
Now, you said something earlier that was also pretty interesting. You said 22 to 24% of your business comes from new customers, which is all of the, you know, the yellow page internet. That's what that attracts. Where 78% obviously is from your existing client base or, or more, yeah, like 78%. So, yes. Um, obviously, you've been around since the 1936, so you've got a large database of existing customers. But what type of marketing do you do to your existing customer base to keep them using you again and again? Because it seems like that's obviously the lifeblood of your business. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, we do have a, uh, a little card that we send to every customer every time we have a, car, uh, a plumber go out to their home asking okay. us how we did. We have done uh, mailings as far as uh, uh, as like little oh, it's just in my mind uh, like little newsletters. We do okay. have newsletters that uh, that we use that uh, yeah. is sent out to the. How often do you send that newsletter? The newsletter is sent out uh, to, three times a year. Okay. And then on the fourth quarter, we have a uh, calendar that we send all of our um, past customers. We have what we call a preferred customer card. Okay. And um, if the customer has used this, uh, we we feel if we go to their home once a year, we're doing their plumbing. And that mm-hmm. so if they use this. Uh, like twice a year or three times a year, we send them a preferred customer card. So like a little uh, card stock card that has their name on it and a preferred yes. customer number. Tells them that they can charge if they want to. We have our own charge accounts. Um, and we do our own financing. And uh, uh, we uh, give them this card plus a calendar for the for the next coming year, and uh, we have people that drive from their house into our office and ask for a calendar if they could get another calendar. <laughs> well, yeah, where's my their calendar daughter wants. Yeah, their daughter wants yeah. one, or their next door neighbor wants one. It All costs right. money, but uh, yeah. you know it costs us several thousand dollars a year. But uh, it it brands you and it binds you to your customer. What's more, you give them a preferred customer card. They all of a sudden think that they are just that preferred customer. Hey, I'm at the yep. I'm at the beginning of the line, and and that stuff. And uh, you know what? You guys know me. You know my house. You know mm-hmm. uh, we have people call us up and says, you know, hey, you guys were here six years ago. You guys know what you did, and that stuff. What kind? What size water line do I have? You know, well, right. I don't know that, but <laughs> you're like right, yeah, because I because I remember that, <laughs> yeah, because I can remember that in uh, in that, but it binds you to the customer, so uh, it's, that's been one of our very good uh, ploys that we do to the customer that has proven to be very uh, very good in that the uh, so that that's it sounds like a pretty a pretty notable investment in the existing customer base, you know, mailing this stuff out, mailing stuff to remain top of mind, but it's yes. it's paying dividends, it sounds like. I mean, because you're... Yes, we, yes, absolutely. We'll, we'll spend easily uh, $15,000, dollars $18,000 a year for existing customers. Wow. And, that, and okay. that's what it takes to keep your name in front of them mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and whatnot. 
and it's so easy yeah. to, to neglect. I mean, uh, you know, you think, all right, this is my customer, and all you concentrate on is the new business. Well, you know, look at this example where Larkin Plumbing, oh, 78% of their business is coming from that existing customer base. So you need to be reinvesting into your existing customers to keep them using you again and um, you know, growing that repeat and referral business. Well, that's it. And then once they think that you know them and that they know you, then they trust you a lot more. They want you to come out. I mean, you know, uh, Josh, when it comes right down to it, I've, we, over the years, you know, we've made a few mistakes, and I've literally burnt down a whole house. What? By having a guy put it in a water heater, started oh. the thing on fire, and it started the gasoline on fire that the guy had for a lawnmower or something like that. Anyway, it burnt down the entire home. Oh, and my it, this, was, this was years ago. Um, <laughs> So, but burned down the whole house. She moved into another house and had us come out and replace her and install her dishwasher at her new house. Wow. Now, that's pretty, that's customer loyalty. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. You know, if, if the AC guy would have done that to my wife's house, she would have, <laughs> she would no more have had that guy come out. Yeah, you would have been it back, right? No. Wow. So, uh, you know that's that's part of the customer loyalty that you uh, that you want. And Absolutely. So you've got to keep them re- you've got to keep them your name and refreshed in front of their in front of them. You know at all times in that mm-hmm. stuff. And sometimes you have to to uh, eat it a little bit to try to take care of them. I'm a firm believer in the greasy wheel gets the grease or the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And uh, you know what? If if I can, if my if ten dollars buy me some mileage, I'll spend the ten dollars just to absolutely to, to do it down the road because I'm not here for the short haul and, mm-hmm. and not interested in it in the in the short haul. So uh, I do want to get paid for what I do, and but uh, my my policy and all my men know it. If it's a if it's a two thousand dollar job, I want to pay. I want to charge two thousand dollars for it. If Absolutely. it's a one thousand dollar job, I don't want to pay two thousand dollars for it, or I don't want to charge two thousand dollars for it. So right. it's up to them to be honest and straight towards the people. And and uh, I've had to change a few plumbers because of that too, because I just can't understand that. But that's yeah. the way we do it. Well, I mean, you shared some great some great insights on you know how you market the business and you know how you've grown to to a really an eight eight million dollar a year company and at one point even more than that. Um, would you mind sharing any of the the training or organizations you've been a part of over the years that have helped you develop the acumen to grow your business to that level? Uh, well, I've been obviously part of the QSC for uh, quality service contractors for. I'm saying six, seven years. I'm, I'm thinking. Okay. I've been part of the PHCC before that, including contractors. Mm-hmm. Um, we have. Uh, I've known a lot of plumbing companies around the West. I tried to uh, when we would go on family vacations or when I just needed to get out of here for a few days. I would. You know, go down into L.A. and visit some of the the uh, businesses down there. Go to Salt Lake is only an hour away. You know, Phoenix is another hour away, so it's fairly close to us. Uh, 
Uh, I've tried to visit shops, you know, starting from my dad used to take us when I back in the 60s and that. And I can remember looking at them and seeing about them and uh, seeing how they they look like and asking them questions. And a lot of them have been very good. As long as they know you're not going to come be their competitor, they, right. <laughs> they usually open up pretty good. They usually open up, you know, pretty good to you. And help you just kind of mastermind a little bit. Here's what we're doing. Here's what's working, et cetera. Yeah, and and that stuff. And then, you know, I have to take uh, – sometimes I kind of wonder about what they're telling me, but uh, and then it all comes back to your own business acumen and how you feel, you know, whether or not you want to believe them, number one, or number two, if you think it's going to work for you. Don't right. believe everything everybody tells you and, no. and that, but uh, you've – you know, that's up to you, to the, you the business owner, to accept or reject whatever needs to be uh, decided on. But uh, uh, I, I think it's important to to you know enjoy what you're doing and uh, and um, get into the business part of the of the plumbing business. That's uh, I, I was out in the truck for I don't know 15, 17 years. And uh, and then got out of the truck entirely and came into the office. And my dad trained me for uh, about six years. And then he went he went on vacation for the next twelve. <laughs> call yeah, call it a day. Let you run with it yeah. there. Yeah, and so uh, you know, and I've I don't think I could have worked out in the field and in the office at the same time. Glad I wasn't asked to. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I made the decision to to stay in the office, and sometimes I wanted to go out there, but uh, I, I didn't. I didn't, and that was that. That was a good move for us. Let me put it that mm-hmm. way. I, I realized that certain areas you might not be able to do that, but uh, uh, it, it was a good move for us. It lets you work to, on the business uh, instead of in the business. Oh yeah. Well, that's it, and not only that, but uh, and and keep a, a happy attitude at the same time. I mean, you know, if I was working out in the field for eight hours a day, and then came in and worked in the office for another four, you'd you know, be burned uh, out. Yeah, you'd be burned out after a while, or or you'd be, you know, a real jerk to everybody, including your family and home, and it ain't yeah. worth it well, to me. You know, when, true. When. Uh, uh, and that and uh, so that, that wasn't worth it to me. So I, I tried to maintain a little bit of of uh, common sense and and that. And the only way I could do that was work on one side and one on the other. And some days go home at noon, and some days be here until midnight. So yeah, but that's 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 the line of work. That's the line of work we're in. <laughs> So it sounds like QSC, PHCC, and the masterminding that you did was beneficial. Were, were there any books that you read or any programs that you studied that you felt really helped helped you in any you know as you as you went about moving from the technician to the business owner? I uh, did read um, the uh, uh, oh what's that one by Nightingale? I can't remember his name. Think and Grow Rich? Yeah, well, 
No, it was uh I don't know. I read the uh you know, the world's greatest salesman. Okay. That was a that was a good little read and it was a short little read. The E myth. I read through that. That was very good. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. Um and uh the you know, seven habits of highly successful people, I've read that and tried yeah. to instill some of that in those steps. Uh, in my life, that's been very good, um, and uh, one of the best one of the the best sources I had, quite frankly, was my wife. And, okay. Uh, I was blessed with not having to have her come to work with me in the morning every day, so uh, <laughs> she she stayed at home, which which for me worked out perfect. It might not for everybody, but it worked out for me. It was perfect. And, she would call me up sometime in the middle of the day and say, "Hey, you know, I saw so I saw truck number sixty-five out here, and he had a T-shirt on." And I'd say, "What?" Yeah. You know, and so uh, she was always there, uh, always there for me, and uh, and took care of the house when I was taking care of the business. And that I've told her many times that's one of the best things that ever happened to me. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I wouldn't want to take care of the, take care of work and come home and take care of the family at the same time. Ooh, no, that right? You can't, you can't, you can't nope. do both, right? That would not be very good for me. But uh, uh, that's what we did. We've attended a lot of shows. The uh, PHC show down in the L.A. has always been mm-hmm. good for me. I've, I've attended that show for thirty years. Is that the, the Flow Expo down in, in L.A.? Well, it's not a Flow Expo. The Flow Expo okay. is is back east. I've attended okay. that over the last 20 years, too, but not every year. About every three, four years, I'll go to the Pumper Show. And and that, the one that uh, I go try to go to every year is the L.A. Greater Los Angeles PHCC Show. Okay. Um, I go to that one. It's in that only because you know, I've got a home in L.A., so... Or down at the beach, so I use that as an excuse and to, to get down to the, the house down there. Nice. Yeah, go, go spend some time on the beach and go to the go to the LA show. But uh, I think shows are very important. Let, let okay. you talk to other people and uh, let you see what the, you know new things new things are out and uh, and that. But uh, when you go to those shows, you've got to be able to to talk to people and if you just go and clam up and don't say anything then uh, they're not going to say anything to you so as you can probably tell I don't mind being open and talking and but you've mm-hmm. got to be able to do that yep. and once you do that then the other guy is going to give you input and uh, yeah. that's what you you need the input a lot of independent Absolutely. plumbers you know they don't think they need to but uh they need to, yep. I, I believe. No and doubt. Stuff. Well, you I mean you shared some some great insights, and we really appreciate your time. Um, I guess just what what final thoughts did you have for the the plumbing business owner that's you know really you know going at it every day and trying to take it to that next level? You know, any additional insights or bits of wisdom you'd like to to offer? Well, I would say that. Uh, he needs to, if he's trying to take it to the next level, it, it's going to cost money to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
uh, I think one of the things that everybody, every plumber needs to figure out is what it, the he's going to get back. If he's going to spend $30,000 to take it to the next level, if he's going to get 40000 back, then that's okay. But uh, uh, sometimes, you know, you've got to spend money to uh, to make it, but... Uh, I've never wanted to spend any more money unless I could see what's going to come back on the on the tail end. Well, Mark, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for sharing those great insights. Um, I think everyone's going to get value from this. If you would like to get more interviews with leading plumbing and HVAC business owners from across the country, sharing ideas, strategies, and techniques that have been proven to work to help them grow to the next level, I'd encourage you to go to plumbingmarketing.net. There you can download or register for upcoming podcast interviews and receive a copy of these interviews via email as they're published. So thanks for joining us, and we'll look forward to talking with you again on the next episode of the Plumbing Marketing Profits Podcast.